Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day and welcome back to the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. Darren Mitchell on this first day of the working week, Monday the 8th of November 2021. Trust you've just come off a phenomenal weekend and looking forward to a massive week this week in sales and hopefully taking your leadership to an entirely new level and may that be the exceptional level. So before we jump into today's podcast, if you're a first-time listener, welcome Thanks for dropping by and hopefully there's some stuff in today's episode that is enough for you to come back and listen to tomorrow, but also check out some of the back catalogue. And of course, if you are a returning listener, again, greatly appreciate you plugging in and uh, hopefully I'm continuing to add value to your uh, career and your leadership quest to become exceptional. Now, a couple of quick reminders before we jump into today's episode. I do this once a week. Uh, If you can be so kind as to subscribe to the show, or if you're listening on the Apple platform, I think it's just simply press follow, and that will enable me to let you know when new episodes are up and ready to be listened to and to be digested. And of course, if you can also do me a massive favor and rate the show, maybe leave a comment as well, whether it be a one, two, three, four, or hopefully a five-star rating. But also, if there's anything you'd like me to talk about, please put it in the comments, because uh, the way the algorithms work, it makes it a lot easier for other people who are searching for information, searching for podcasts around sales and sales leadership to more easily find them on the various podcast platforms. So if you can rate the show as well, that would be phenomenal. So in today's episode, as we begin the new working week, I was just reflecting over the weekend and had a number of client conversations last week, and there was a key theme that came out of these conversations. Many of them are actually operating right now in quite a challenging and uh, let's just say a somewhat dysfunctional environment where their senior leaders are not necessarily demonstrating the attributes that you would like to think were befitting of a leader. And in fact, they're more acting like a boss uh, and in many environments, very command and control. Now, it's very frustrating because working with clients, we work our butts off to work on uh, leadership principles, leadership philosophies so that we can create the best environments we possibly can for our teams to, uh, first of all, survive in the environment, particularly if they're brand new, but eventually be able to thrive in that environment. So there's a number of things that we work on in relation to helping these leaders create those environments. And it's just so frustrating when you see senior leaders that these guys are part of in terms of the environment uh, that are not living up to these expectations or they're doing some things that are completely opposite. And in many cases, they say one thing and do the other. Now, this can be very, very frustrating. And I've had one one conversation with a client, actually, who was relatively new to this particular organization and is still uh, working on creating, I guess, uh, his own leadership philosophy and fitting in to the environment. So very conscious of wanting to create the right impression and a positive impression. Now, what's really frustrating for this particular leader is uh, he's got a senior leader or a couple of senior leaders that seem to be quite schizophrenic when it comes to operating within the environment and they've got fairly low thresholds to pressure, to pain, and they're very, very reactionary, which doesn't create a great environment. But in having the conversation with this particular client as well, and there was a number of others that came out last week, whilst it can be a very challenging environment to function effectively in, it also can provide you some really, really valuable lessons for leaders, especially on what not to do. And as I reflected on my own leadership career, when I when I started as a sales leader, I had some great leaders who were great models of excellence around me that I could certainly 
model my behaviors off and certainly help build my own philosophy around leadership. But I also had some great leaders who did the complete opposite. So they weren't necessarily as functional as I would like to be or as I thought they should be. And hence, they also set some great benchmarks in terms of what not to do. So great lessons either way. And I said this to the team last week. There are lessons everywhere. you just got to look for them, but also be really consistent with what you are wanting to be known for. So thinking about this, and, and it does beg the question in terms of what are you known for right now? So are you considered to be a boss or are you considered to be a leader? And the equally important follow-up question to that is, okay, what do you want to be known for? Because chances are there'll be a bit of a gap between what you're known for today and what you ideally would like to be known for. And so this is what we talked about in terms of the conversations and drawing on the experiences from uh, these particular clients having in their own environments, but also just talking it through, we uncovered a number of different principles that uh, as leaders, we certainly want to move towards and embrace and certainly help us uh, establish a leadership philosophy and therefore an environment where the team can not just survive, but they can actually thrive. So a number of different principles we considered in distinguishing between a boss and a leader. Now, as I go through these, as a sales leader, I want you to start thinking about, well, how would you rate against these? And do this in yourself in terms of your own self-assessment, but also think about, all right, how would my team rate me on these as well? So it's one thing to have a clear indication as to how you believe you are. It's another thing entirely to get some feedback from your team to understand how do they perceive you to be because sometimes there's a bit of a disconnect or a gap between what you believe you are demonstrating and what your team is actually seeing you demonstrate. And that's the, I guess, the gap that we need to start closing. So, and often it's the difference between what you're known for and what you are wanting to be known for. So this is by no means an exhaustive list, but these are just some things we talked about. There's probably one, two, three, about, or about eight different components. You probably got to stack more Uh, You can add to these, but this is just something to get you started in terms of thinking between the differences of a boss and a leader. So the first one is often a boss will demand respect and trust. These are the type of people that jump into a role and they get really, really affiliated with the title. Now, I've talked a lot about people in in my career who were so fixated on getting the title, getting the banding in the corporate arena because it meant that they were at a certain level and that they believed would earn them the respect and the trust that uh, their team should give them based on the title and the position that they now held. So a boss would often, will often do this. And part of, the, uh, part of the problem with this is often they will dictate and they'll be very directional in terms of their, I guess, their engagement with their team. So this is where a lot of the command and control type uh, philosophies come from is that the boss believes that because of the title, they demand respect and trust. On the other hand, a leader understands that they've got to earn the trust and they've got to earn the respect of their team. So just because they've got a title of manager, just because they've got a title of director, doesn't necessarily equal that they'll be trusted and respected from day one. They've got to work their butt off to earn that. And this is what great leaders do. They will earn their trust and respect of their team. They won't just expect it to come because they've got the title. A boss will also try to get things right. And I've seen this happen a lot. A, a, a boss or a manager jumps into a position and they focus on doing all these great things and they want to get it right. So it's all about getting it right the first time. It's all about following the process and it's not about questioning the process. So let's let's focus on getting things right. So people tend to be in this sort of environment tiptoeing around the edges on, on eggshells, being afraid almost of making a mistake because they're not, a, they're not sure how the boss is going to respond. So getting things right is not the way that we should be doing it. What the leader does all the time is the leader will simply look at, okay, what is the right thing to do? It's not about getting things right. It's about what is the right thing to do. And that's what a leader will always focus on. And therefore, they start to create an environment where people are not 
not worried about making mistakes. They're actually thinking about, okay, what is the best thing and what is the right thing to do in this particular situation? A boss can also uh, tend to, because of their focus on getting things right, they can also be very prescriptive and very directional in terms of what they expect their team to do. And often this can come across as being almost like a micromanager. And I've seen this happen where bosses or sales managers in particular want their team to do a, a certain thing. They want to follow a certain process. They want to uh, want to create a certain report. They want to make sure that all of the customer information is entered correctly in the CRM. And they're very prescriptive and very, uh, very anal in some cases in terms of what they want their team to do. Now, a leader will not do that. A leader will set the standards and a leader will uh, let the team know what is expected of them. But essentially, what a leader will do is give the team space and he will empower or she will empower the team to get things done without having to micromanage because the leader also knows that people will think differently, they will behave differently, they will communicate differently, and they will also learn differently. So just because the leader has a certain way of doing things doesn't automatically mean that that is the right way to do it. And therefore, a leader will not micromanage. A leader will create standards and a leader will expect people to live up to those standards. But essentially, a leader will empower the team to get things done, to get what needs to be done and do the right thing. A boss also tends to be a person who can criticize, and I've seen this happen a lot. Um, when things are not getting done right or when mistakes are made, uh, the sales manager or the boss will often criticize. Now, sometimes this comes across as being uh, quite judgmental, and often the sales manager who's doing this is not necessarily fully consciously aware that they're criticizing because they think what they're doing is providing some feedback, and they will, they will canvas this feedback as being constructive criticism. Well, if you ever heard that term constructive criticism, there's actually no such thing. It's just criticism. There's constructive feedback, but there is not constructive criticism. There is simply just criticism. So we want to avoid being the boss who criticizes. Yes, by all means, we want to give people feedback. But what a leader does instead is they'll always empathize and they'll always encourage. And they're more than prepared to give feedback that needs to be given. But they're doing it in such a way that is not judgmental and it's certainly not critical. It is designed to help lift the individual uh, not to belittle the individual or criticize the individual. So don't do that. Be the leader who always encourages and who, who always empathizes. Now, a boss will often also avoid making mistakes. And as they make avoid making mistakes, guess what happens to their team? Their team also starts to avoid making mistakes. And what happens then is your level of productivity goes down, your creativity goes down, innovation goes down. And boredom starts to creep in, and mediocrity, with along along with that, starts to creep in as well. So, a, a boss who avoids making mistakes is also a boss that's not going to deliver exceptional results. A leader, on the other hand, will embrace mistakes as a lesson to improve. A leader will understand that the only way we can improve, the only way we can get better, the only way we can develop, is to figure out ways that work and to figure out ways that don't work, and take the lessons from those as a platform to get better. Now, this is what a leader does day in and day out. They're okay with people making mistakes as long as they learn from those mistakes. Now, if the same mistake is made twice, then obviously there's no lesson there. So that's when the feedback conversation comes to the front and center. But uh, essentially, the leader will always embrace mistakes and they'll always encourage people to, to beyond, go beyond their comfort zones because that's the only way we can develop and get better. So not only as an individual, but also as a, as a team, but also as an organization. So embrace the mistakes as a lesson to improve. A boss will also expect you to serve them. And this, this is the big one. I've seen this so many times when a boss, a person gets into a leadership position and they might have been a peer within the team and all of a sudden they've been promoted into a leadership role. And with respect, 
it seems that the position goes to the person's head. They think, well, I've got the title now, so therefore you need to be subservient to me. And I've heard a lot of people refer to their direct reports as often subordinates, or these are my people, as if to suggest that these people are their, are their boss's possessions. Well, nothing could be further from the truth. A leader will always look for opportunities to serve the team and to serve the people. So a leader understands that it's not about the title. It's about how they can help the team, not how the team can help them. Now, if they do that, all of a sudden the game completely changes. Now, the other thing a boss often does also is focuses on the now and what you've done. And also almost to the point where if you want to get into their inner circle, as we talked about last week, you've got to prove that you've got the track record. You've got the, the history of performance. You've achieved this, you've achieved that which is almost like a prerequisite to get into that particular inner circle. Now, if you focus on the here and now, there's nothing wrong with focusing on right now. And yes, there has has to be some level of, okay, what's happened in the last you know, 30, 60, 90, two years, whatever the case might be, to get a gauge on this particular individual. But what a leader does is they don't use that as a gauge to determine whether this person is legitimate or not, or whether this person should be a good good fit for my inner circle or fit for the team. What the leader will do, because one of the key things great leaders do is they're really good at establishing what is the current reality. So what they do is they use the now, the current reality, as a platform for what can be done. They're very good at looking at people's potential, not criticizing and judging people based on what they have done or not done in the past or what they've done or not done in the here and now. So uh, big, big distinction. And, And some great leaders out there have made some really from the outside at least, some really interesting decisions that other people might look at and say, well, that's a really weird decision. But what they've done is they've looked at the potential of an individual and looked at the current reality as a platform to make some investments in those particular individuals who have uh, repaid that faith. And all all of a sudden, they become phenomenal performers and the, the leader oversees a phenomenal team. And of course, another way of looking at that is sometimes bosses or managers, if you like, are more backward thinking. So they're more... uh, past thinking, past focused, versus a leader is very forward focused, forward thinking, and uh, looking into the future. So more of a visionary type of individual. And the last one we talked about uh, was the boss is often going to be stuck in tradition and process, and they'll avoid change. And this, you'll hear the language come out, so, oh, we've always done it this way. This has always worked. This has always served us. So why do we need to change? Um, a leader, on the other hand, will embrace change, and they know that things will always continue to change, and we need to embrace that. And they'll continue to focus on how do we challenge the status quo. Just because we're doing things in a certain way doesn't mean that is the right way to do it. So always open to change and always open to embracing change because that's one of the things that's going to be constant as we go forward is going to be change upon change upon change. And the leaders that can do that are the ones that are going to oversee the great performing teams into the future. So often another way of looking at this is a fixed mindset versus the growth mindset. So by definition, based on what we've been talking about today, Sometimes a boss, based on these sort of principles, a boss can be considered to have a more of a fixed mindset and a leader tends to have more of a growth mindset. So they're just some things we talked about with clients last week. There was a general theme that came out of this and hopefully that's beneficial to you as well when you consider you know, where are you right now, what are you known for as a leader, but also more importantly, what would you like to be known for moving forward? And it reminds me of a great quote from Simon Sinek, which says, leadership is not about being in charge. Leadership is about taking care of those in your charge. So the key message out of today is, hey, be a leader and not a boss. You'll find your team will be more highly engaged. There'll be a higher level of energy and there'll be a higher level of vibrancy. There'll certainly be a higher level of discretionary effort. And above all, there'll be a significantly higher level of performance that comes out of your team 
when you focus more on being a leader than being a boss. And that, of course, equals exceptional results. So with that said, trust that makes sense. Uh, look at what you can do this week in terms of making sure you're focusing on being a leader. These are about some of the principles that you can consider as a, as a way of helping you drive more towards being that leader and therefore getting closer to being that leader that you would like to be known for. And as we wrap up this episode, if you'd like to work together and help uh, get some help in becoming an exceptional sales leader, love to work with you one-on-one and do that over the next 90 days. Simply go to my calendar at leadwithdarren.com, pick a time that suits, we'll jump on Zoom and have a conversation and we can get working as early as this week to get you well on your way to being that exceptional sales leader over the next 90 days. So I look forward to that conversation and as always, look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.